Brian, and today is Monday, February 12th, 2024, and this is episode 631 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's titled Just Pay Up, and I'll be chatting about how some people react to ticket prices, as I was seeing online this weekend, a chat with a good friend from Saturday night, tons of rain and lots more. First, let's check out, let's see who's hanging out with the coffee crew in the live chat. Grab a cup and we will chat for about an hour. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How we doing? Good morning. Who is in the chat so far? Gingerbread Farms in first at 5 a.m. That's not bad. Uh, a little closer to showtime, guys. That's that's good. You're, uh, you're dialing it in. And uh, he said he heard some sports ball thing was on TV yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure something about Taylor Swift smoking a big bowl on TV. I don't know. Some Super Bowl. Um, Taylor Swift was there, and I, I imagine they were doing all sorts of weird shit like that. Uh, good morning, Rewilder Life. How we doing? Uh, Pip says uh, there was sports ball yesterday. And Gingerbread says something about Taylor Swift. And Rewilder Life was doing what everybody should, she was doing. She was making money and planning a house. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Jim. Jim missed the sports ball, too. He probably fell asleep in the chair waiting for it to come on because that's what old people do. Hunter holding down the fort over on Twitch. K-Bonk. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And Cormac, we got, uh, you're probably about lunchtime over over across the pond, I would say. Uh, maybe, maybe catching some Lots Project morning show on uh, lunch break, so... How we doing, everybody? How was your weekend? Hopefully you had a good one and you are ready to take on the the week ahead. I did. I, I mean, I had a good weekend. I had a good weekend, I, I think, as far as it could be. Um, lots of things out of my control. Definitely lots of things out of my control. I uh, definitely have um, dialed in or am starting to. I shouldn't say I'm there yet, but definitely dialing in um recognizing what i can control and what i can't i i guess with stoic with the daily stoic uh as i'm as i'm uh, reading the daily stoic as i'm as i'm diving in last uh, week or so has been talking a lot about impulse control and recognizing impulses and realizing what comes of the decisions you're making and it's it's changing the way i'm thinking so um <sighs> ginger gingerbread farm says taylor swift has been tackled more times than john elway what a what an odd odd comparison are you are you okay are you driving a truck right now because you may be having a stroke uh rewilder life said she had caffeine she's ready to conquer the world uh speaking of caffeine what's in the cup this morning uh <laughs> what is in the cup this morning <laughs> i got uh i got breakfast blend uh, breakfast blend <laughs> john elway was a quarterback for the denver broncos in the 90s <laughs> um 
I have some breakfast blend in the cup. This this fantastic, fantastic blend. Uh, Brian Brian Norton over at Food Forest Farms, who's going to be following me, I guess, every morning. He's going to be rolling a uh, a morning drive show uh, over over on his channel after this he wants to roll right into that he's been enjoying getting up at 5 a.m or wait 4 a.m's um 4 a.m pacific to watch the show and um yeah he's gonna roll it out he did a coffee tasting last friday and really enjoyed really enjoyed getting back on the camera so he's gonna be jumping on after doing um doing a, a morning drive time uh wake and bake i guess is what he's gonna call it and roll with uh his take on the news and whatever comes up. So that should be interesting. Uh, Rewilder life was wondering about a link to that. Hey, uh, anybody can grab that, um, grab scramblings link and drop it in the actually Rachel. It's in the telegram group. He posted it last night. It's him in a cat mask. I'm not sure what that has to do with morning wake and bake, um, news talking, but I don't know. I don't know. It should be good. It should be good. There he is, Pickle Pete, and uh, Backwoods Butcher swinging in. Pip and I says, "Is Swift that transportation company?" I see those trucks on the highway that say Swift. Um, she is a. Um, <laughs> she is a. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gingerbread says Swift trucks are easy to work on because they're always on their side. Um, yeah, uh, from what I've seen in truck stops and damage done by those guys, Swift is not the the. It's it's easy place to get a job when you're new. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. <laughs> Dixon, Dixon, good morning. He nailed it. That's trailer Swift. <laughs> man oh the the taylor swift uh the taylor swift memes were pretty on point this weekend and um yeah i guess okay super bowl was yesterday it was i i actually asked Corey on on sunday morning yesterday morning i said hey is the, today's the super bowl right today is the is the super bowl <laughs> starbucks of truck driving <laughs> and uh, yeah i was uninterested uninterested i was so sick of seeing um the tra the taylor swift both the both uh, like seeing her name just hurt my brain by the time that shit came around both on the good side and the bad side the people the people uh just in love with her and all that bullshit and then the people just hating on it and the people defending defending her from the people that are hating on it i'm like what a fucking shit show it's just a girl going to a fucking football game. I don't know. Pickle Pete says he made $2 on the Taylor prop bet. What was the Taylor prop bet? There must have been a million of them. Like, was she wearing her hair in a ponytail or did she wear a t-shirt? Oh, I don't know. Did she clap in front? Did she clap in front of her in front of her chest when when her boyfriend scored or did she did she did she raise her hands in the air? Oh my God. <laughs> Pip says, 
Oh, uh, Pickle P says that the 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 prop bet on Taylor was the over under if she had a drink in her hand. I'm surprised it wasn't a red solo cup. So rewind back to like early 2000s when Taylor Swift was um, was very very barely opening um, music venues and um, or the opening act. We were at We Fest in in Detroit Lakes and this big ass country festival. Three days. I don't know, probably seven or eight acts per day. And she played early afternoon. So she was probably three, three or four acts before the headliner. And, um, <laughs> and, um, we were watching, we were watching, and Taylor Swift comes out. And I was like, meh, meh, meh. I mean, she was she was getting popular. She probably had a couple albums out, but she wasn't huge yet. And I'm sitting there, and later that night, Toby Keith comes out. I think um, I think Eric Church played that weekend. Um, some of the old outlaw country people were there, and I see this Taylor Swift chick up on the stage, and she's all innocent and talking about heartbreak and boyfriends. And I was like. I'm betting Toby Keith is tagging that shit behind stage. Like they're staying in these places overnight and he's ruining her. Um, I don't know if it was ever the case, but I, I mean, she was, a, she used to be a, a, a young, attractive girl. I don't Now She's just, it's like, <laughs> Pip says the CIA all of a sudden comes out and says, no, Taylor Swift is not a CIA asset. And Pip was like, man, that's a weird thing to say. No one asked. Um, holy marketing plan, Batman from Chris Dixon. Yeah, what a what a way to bring in a whole new uh, viewer base, teenage girls to NFL football. <laughs> Hunter wants to know if she got wants to know if she got engaged at the game. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Rewilder's life says Toby Keith died. I know that's sad. It was. I mean, it is kind of sad. I mean, the dude um he had an interesting life. I think a lot of um <laughs> a lot of a lot of the people uh that liked Toby Keith's music, especially I mean me, uh me included didn't know a lot of of the the backstory of him uh how long he he wasn't in music before he was in music and his football career and things like that uh so with his passing and and all the articles and stuff about him it was it was interesting i always liked toby keith uh his music he got a little bit merica for me but man when he was merica so was i so it all it all fit um Many times holding the beer, screaming, yeah, put a boot in her ass. Well, that was me. That was me for sure. Um, um, well, I think from what I, I did, I did because I have to be a man of the people. You guys, you guys have uh, have forced me to do this. I did check the score this morning and I saw that they won in overtime and I said, before I even looked at um, at the scoring to see how it went down, I was like, 
okay, um, Travis Kelsey, uh, who is Taylor Swift's girlfriend, boyfriend, um, I'm guessing he scored the game-winning touchdown at the end. Um, I'm guessing he scored uh, the game-winning touchdown, and Taylor Swift jumped around like, this is my, this is my, if I was going to write the Super Bowl, if I was going to write the skip script to the Super Bowl, that is what I would write. After the whole season, after all the blah, blah, blah. And I looked and the touchdown wasn't scored by her boyfriend, but I scrolled up one play and look at that. The big play to set him up for the touchdown. There he was, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over the the football stuff. Um, is it fixed? Is it scripted? I don't know. Probably. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money on the line, guys. And what do we always say? Uh, follow the money. Follow the money. Jim says yawn. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. You're getting tired. Anyway. Anyway, that was that was last night, I guess. I watched some Survivor to get to uh, to get uh, caught up. So when Kyle goes, Kyle goes on Survivor, I know what's going on. Um, Hunter said, "Did you see Biden?" Hey, Brian, I was going to ask you. Hey, Pickle Pete, what was the uh, what was the line on that game going in? What was the spread? Uh, did you see Biden? posted dark biden pick with caption just like we drew it up no i didn't who's dark biden uh, <laughs> the over under was 47 and a half what was the, the no what was the spread that was the yeah what was uh was was kansas city kansas city favored um anyway let's move on that was sunday that was sunday i already talked way too much about it um <laughs> Jim says NASCAR's fixed. Next you're gonna say wrestling is too. <laughs> Let me say it was two and a half. It was two and a half. Are you serious? Oh, <laughs> uh, wrestling isn't fixed. No way. No way. Give them bread and circuses, and they they scream they aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, Super Bowl Sunday was exciting for us too. Saturday was uh, a ton of rain, a ton, a ton of rain. Uh, man, it rained. It rained, and then it rained harder, and then it lightened up again, and then it rained even harder than before. And even when it felt like it wasn't raining, even like when it felt like it wasn't raining, it felt like it all stopped. Um, oh, my God. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, Hunter dropped a picture into uh, Telegram interesting guys interesting i gotta get back to this show sorry um anyway it rained it um it was just like pooling up in the yard uh the dogs didn't get a very didn't get a very good walk either in morning or afternoon just because it was constantly raining and i think when we asked people what tennessee was like in the in the winter 
they said it rained. And I think Saturday was what they were talking about because it just never stopped. And it was supposed to be all day yesterday. And yesterday actually turned out to be a decent day. It was um, it was cooler, but in cloudy and overcast, but it didn't rain. So that was nice. That was nice. Um, but Saturday night, Saturday night, I was able to to have a um, have a chat with one of my buddies, uh, Carrie Brown from Strong Roots Resources. He had been out the week before talking or uh, walking delinquent scully with me we had dinner Corey and i and uh, and carrie had dinner <coughs> and we talked about uh his sheep that he's getting started with carrie is over in east tennessee he's got some land he's on with his his parents and his brother they each have their own houses on this piece of property and he wanted to get some ruminants on there uh we all know the the startup the startup uh, Rigam and Row, uh, as far as uh, money you got to put out there, education, crash course, and everything, everything that happens with getting started with animals and the what you got to put into it. Um, Carrie found an awesome situation, and when he told me about it while we were having dinner and while we were walking around Delinquent Scully. I was like, man, this is this this is what people should do. This is this is what people should do with sheep. It's what people should do with goats. It's what people should do with cows. It's what people should do with pigs. Um, basically, he's an apprentice, and the person he's apprenticing with is supplying the animals, the infrastructure. And he's providing the labor and the land. And in the end, he's going to end up with a starting flock of sheep. It's it's phenomenal. Pickle Pete says printing money with sheep. Yeah. Um, if you if you are interested, if you're getting into this and we even talked the far as um, I never even thought about it. Um. I never even thought about it, but this is even um, a decent, it would have to definitely be defined, but I think you could pull this off with rabbits also. Rabbits have such a long cycle time. Um, if you're, if you're creating a breeding program, if you're not just bringing them in, you're not buying breeder does and bucks. If you're buying your first pair and like, and trying to breed them and trying to, to raise your own breeders, man, we would wait a year. We would have a year of waiting for a breeder. So you have a litter of, of a dozen rabbits and you sex them and you get say six six females and we would wait a year to breed them i mean you can wait you can do it at like six months you could do it at eight months but from the research we had 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 um you wanted to wait a year to make sure that they were ready to breed um Man, a year is a long time to wait and to feed a rabbit to get to a year old and go to breed it and it won't breed or uh, it breeds and it has a litter and it doesn't take care of them. 
or you breed it and it has two litters in a row that it doesn't take care of and you you end up lost a year um we kind of got around that by by adding in breeders when we had to or uh keeping multiple but then you're 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 feeding them it's 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 all a it's all a guessing game i think having established breeders that you're you're caring for that your labor exchange is for a portion of what the product is uh both the meat and the and the breeding stock going forward uh, without having that initial upfront investment, if you're in it for the long term, you should be able to willing to do this for a year or two. Carrie's term is three years on his, and he ends up with half of the the new flock that is that is lambed during that three years. So I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a great thing. Um, Backwoods says it's a great idea. I just don't have the trust in people with my animals. It is definitely something you want to have a relationship with people. Weird. You're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to interact with them. You're going to have to communicate effectively with them, lay out clear guidelines, boundaries. You're going to have to help them and mentor them. Um, and when they have questions or you see they're doing something wrong, that's what you do is you educate them on how to take care of the animals. I wouldn't suggest putting an ad on Facebook, like looking, looking for someone to take care of my sheep. Um, I think it's a definitely a, uh, it's a higher level than that. It is a word of mouth. It's a networking thing. It's a, it's a trust factor. It's a community factor. And I mean, there's gotta be people close to you that are looking to do that or more than trustworthy to do it. And, and you can trust that. I like, can you trust, I mean, like, you really, can you trust anybody? I don't know. Uh, Gingerbread says she keeps eating, keeps eating the babies. Well, there you go. You got a bad mom. Happens. Happens. Um... Rewilder Life says, I'm hoping to intern on a farm next year since it looks like we'll be on our farm in around December. Congratulations, Rachel. I, uh, uh, congratulations on the the kicks, the kickoff of uh, your activity on your farm. Uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome uh, experience for you and your husband. And I can't wait to watch the whole thing. So uh, she says she has experience butchering and everything else homestead, but not actually raising rabbits, pigs and sheep on a pasture not rabbits and not rabbit in a colony. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. So I'm excited to watch Rachel's stuff and watch that, uh, watch that homestead develop. I think she's, she's got her shit together for sure and uh, has done it the right way. So, <laughs> Oh God. Anyway, Carrie was on. You can check that interview in the live section of my channel. I believe he streamed it to his channel. It's a, it's a it was a good chat. I really enjoy Carrie. Carrie brings value to every conversation that he has for sure. Definitely, um, definitely brings value. And um, 
yeah, anything you can watch with him, you're going to you're going to take something away from it. I know I always do. And uh, I love talking to him and hanging out with him. So uh, Gingerbread Farm says, I just divorced a bad mom. So now I don't trust anyone anymore. And Dixon said, this one will be easier. Yeah, you can kill this one and you don't have to go to court. <laughs> and you can eat it, too. Oh, yeah. Then I jumped in the backwoods butcher chat after my chat with Carrie and had fun with the meatheads over there. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Carrie, Carrie's doing uh, Carrie's doing Friday Night Lives now. Carrie's doing Friday Night Lives. Uh, you should check him out on Strong Roots Resources. He's basically doing a recap of his week. One of his uh, one of his segments that he's coming up with is his interactions with Marketplace. He sells a lot of trees and different things. Um, Jim says Jack's looking for expert counsel. You and Carrie should contact him. What am I going to talk about on the Survival Podcast? What what expert am I, Jim? Lay that out for me. <laughs> Carrie, you should definitely contact him. Me? I don't know. What do you guys want me to talk about on the on the survival podcast? Um, Carrie's doing uh, a segment on his show about interactions on Marketplace, the people that he gets to interact with as customers or people that don't actually quite make it to customers for him. Pickle Pete's wondering if Jack will talk psychedelics. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that's, that's hilarious. The marketplace stuff. You don't know have, if you've never, if you've never done it, <laughs> backwards butcher said being homeless in style. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um am I gonna do the gas show? Jesus. Oh man, I don't know if I could do enough expert counsel segments on gas stations. I don't know if I want to be the gas guy. <laughs> anyway, Carrie, uh, if you guys have ever experienced market Facebook Marketplace, if you've ever listed something on there. As a consumer, it's not quite as bad. Uh, but when you're selling stuff, some of the people that you have to interact with just makes you not want to ever do it again, unless you have fun with it. And Carrie, Carrie is a guy that um, he really, he really, he really, he um, really. <laughs> He does well with it. He does well with it. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Jim says he sends he sends questions. You answer them. How hard it could be. Well, you have to have a topic for the questions, Jim. I know you're old and senile, but you forgot that part. <laughs> hey, if you have questions for Brian and about anything in the world, just send them over. <laughs> anyway, Carrie uh, Carrie sparked this off the the other night when he was doing his. Um, he was doing his, he was doing his uh friday night thing and over the weekend i can't remember if it was friday saturday over the weekend the the east tennessee homestead uh alliance i uh, i want to say i didn't look too much into the the um the uh 
I didn't look too much into the the organization or the festival or anything, but uh, Carrie Carrie is going to be speaking and a vendor at the, the their first uh, festival. I think it's the East Tennessee Homestead Alliance. Other side of the state, I probably won't be going. It's uh, it just it wouldn't make sense. Uh, but Carrie's going to be speaking there. Carrie's going to be vending there. And they announced that Joel Salatin is going to be their headline, their uh, keynote speaker uh, for their first festival, which was really cool. Uh, excited for him. People were excited. They were they were posting it around. The people that are going to be vendors kind of tied into that community through Carrie and through Nicole uh, with Living Free in Tennessee. And so I see the posts and everybody was excited about it. I was excited about it for them. Carrie's excited that he gets to speak on the same stage as Joel Salatin, somebody that he's followed for 20 years. And the vibe was really positive. Really, really positive. And then Facebook. And then Facebook. I'm reading these comments. And you know how the one comment, um, Rachel knows the feeling. Yeah, Rachel says that's awesome. I know the feeling for sure. Uh, So... You know how Facebook will, like, you got a post and then it'll show one comment, maybe one comment and uh, and the reply to a comment? Well, I made the mistake of clicking on the comments. I, I, I did it to myself. I did it to myself. But holy shit. So, <laughs> Backwoods Bookshare says, oh, me and Joel go way back. <laughs> yeah. Way back to fall. <laughs> so I clicked on the comments. Now, I got to tell you about this festival. From what little I know about it. I reached out to Carrie after I saw these comments. And I'm like, dude, okay, so what is this? What is this? Um, what is this East Tennessee Homestead Alliance? Is, like, is this like SRF? Is this a, is this a two-day event? Is this a two-day event? Uh, I, I see they got Joel Salatin speaking. I, I, you're speaking. Uh, you're going to have a vendor tent. They're putting a call out for vendor tents. It seems like it's going to be a decent event. He says, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's like at a very spacious facility, a very nice facility. Uh, the, the, the lineup of speakers is coming along. Two-day event uh, in July. Uh, so... Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. And he's like, they're adding people all the time. They're adding vendors. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, okay. So these comments make no fucking sense at all. Everybody was excited. They were, they were, so they were teasing. They were teasing Joel Salatin uh, as the headliner. I think this post might've been asking who you think we're going to say, or this one was like when they finally announced it. And there was this woman, I'm not going to say her name because I don't really care. There's there's plenty of them out there. You can just pick your Karen. Um, one comment that really fucking twisted me up was, tickets are $100? I didn't even pay $100 to go to Polyface Farm. Well, excuse me, ma'am. But Joel isn't the only one speaking. It's a two-day event. That's $50 a fucking day for information that you can use to walk away and make your life fucking better. Guess what? If $100 is too much, then don't fucking pay it and don't come. But don't be a fucking twat, bitch, and fucking say it. 
that is too expensive for you. Then say it's too expensive for you. Say that the $100 is too much. And I'm sure there's fucking 20 people reading those comments that be like, hey, if you need help, I'll throw you 20. Or are you just bitching to fucking bitch because you think everything should be fucking free? I don't know. It wasn't that she just put the comment. She didn't just put the fucking comment. She replied to other people's comments asking questions about her incessant need to say how that it's too fucking expensive. Then don't go. Don't fucking go. <coughs> Pip says, just because $100 is too much for you doesn't mean that you need to tell everyone you're in the poverty mindset. Exactly. The other one, the other one that irritated the living fucking shit out of me. And I can't exactly blame her because I didn't dig in. I didn't, I didn't look and see what she was promised, but I don't think this should have been promised. Even if it was, I'm pretty sure that there is an age, um, 12 and under free or 12 and under discounted, which I think is absolute fucking bullshit. If a if it's if a human being walks through the door, they should have a fucking ticket. They're taking up the spot on the ground, seat under the tent, the attention of the 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 presenters. They should pay a fucking price to be there. Just because they're little doesn't mean they pay less. I saw a lady say. Why does my 12-year-old need a full-price ticket? Because your fucking 12-year-old's going to the festival just like everybody else. God, I hate people. And they have a public forum just to be fucking idiots, too. I mean, I do, too. I do, too. But, man, that irritated me. Kyle, Kyle says, stupid kids walking around with their stupid tiny legs, getting in the way, talking, being happy. That's what Pickle P says. He's probably going to take a shit or piss in the toilet. He's probably going to sit in a fucking seat because his little legs can't stand up the whole time. He's going to have to take a rest and take somebody's seat probably an elderly person that needs to sit down like Jim. Jim's going to have to suffer because all these little kids get discounted tickets or free tickets running around, causing trouble, irritating the shit out of people because you know the people that bring their kids to events because the kids are free are the people that don't watch their fucking kids when they're there. The people that pay full price for their kids make sure their kids pay attention and get the full price of the ticket. Kyle says, get your own juice box, you little shit. Pip says because you're 12 years old, because your 12-year-old has every opportunity to learn what a 22-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 80-year-old like fucking Jim, you have the information is presented the same. And if you feel that your child is mature enough to come in and, and, and participate in the festival, 
they're going to take something away from it and you should pay for that. It's value for value. You get value when you give value. So just stop with your, my kids should be fucking free. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know. I think I might have had a bubble burst in my head this weekend. <laughs> Gingerbread Farms says most adults aren't mature enough. <laughs> Kyle says, I'll never have kids. Oh, shit. Too late. <laughs> maybe maybe Kyle can start the first um, the first program like Carrie's doing with the ruminants, but with kids. Oh, wait. I'm pretty sure that's, tra that's trafficking. <laughs> no. Oh, man. It just hurt. It hurt. Like... Why are people like this? So everybody screams about um everybody screams about inflation and like the prices of everything has gone up. And the price of this festival is hundred dollars for two days. Like that seems like if that's inflation, if that's gonna raise rise, um Pip says I bet she blow votes blue. Uh, I had some some insider conversations that um, some people I know may know the name, may know the person talking about the hundred bucks. It's not blue. It's purple, guys. It's purple. It's purple. Purple breathers. Purple breathers want everything for free. Oh, yeah. So that, that just, that twisted me up a little bit. I had some conversations with some people about that as it was, uh, as it was transpiring. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the event organizers have to deal with this shit because they, they placated her. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I think that legit that the kids have discounted tickets or free tickets which is a fucking horrible idea in my opinion. I probably won't be going to that event just because of that. Just because if I'm going to an event like that, I want to be able to, to pay attention at an adult event. Not necessarily that there's off-color or adult themes, just the distractions. Um... <laughs> Kyle, Kyle says, we have a really nice hairless Ecuadorian that we'd love to place with you. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Um, but placating and, and just like bowing down to the, it's too expensive. And yeah. Uh, Avelina. <laughs> Pickle P says, can we bring bad mannered puppies? No. Keep your keep your yappy dark your, your your all your dogs misbehave that that um, that bark while people are trying to listen to presentations that uh, that piss on people's legs or shit in the walkway. No. Uh, 
Got an interview coming up Wednesday, guys. For all you guys that have um, have had questions over the year or so that I've been I've been working with the Blockstream Jade um, interview on Wednesday. Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central, I'm going to have Drew Fisher from Blockstream on. We're going to be talking about hardware wallets. We're going to be talking about getting started in crypto, uh, Blockstream and and the products they have, the Liquid Network. Um, yeah, whatever comes up. So if you got questions, we're going to try to keep it at a beginner or intermediate level for the interview. So definitely come on. <laughs> come on and... Um, and hang out during the day, middle of the day on a Wednesday. If you uh, aren't going to be able to make it, if you know you're not going to be able to make it, but you have questions you want me to ask Drew, feel free to uh, to shoot them to me in a message and an email on Telegram, wherever. I uh, I have a running list going that I will um, I will <laughs> I will check out or I'll ask Drew. We'll we'll dive in. I have some questions for him. But uh, yeah, we're just going to go over the jade, what it is, why it's important, why you should have one, and uh, whatever else comes up. So I'm excited for that. And a big reminder, guys, and Rachel, Rachel wouldn't forget. I just don't feel that Rachel would forget. Wednesday is Valentine's Day, gentlemen. If you have a woman that gives a shit about Valentine's Day... Other than good morning, sweetheart, happy Valentine's Day, and you give her a kiss and maybe make her extra tea, things like that. Um, if you need to go all out, you still got a couple days to figure it out to to get your flowers ordered, to get your restaurant reservations made, to 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 make your spa appointment, to get cleaned up. Um, Pip wants to know what day steak and BJ day is. It's probably every other day than Valentine's Day. I don't know. I always thought it was the day after, but then they moved it. <laughs> it's one of these Mandela effect things. <laughs> Mandela effect. Um, at one point, at one point, it was the day after Valentine's Day. And now it's like, I think it may be March 14th. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Kyle says my wife knows what she got. Yeah, the two kids that he's trying to farm out. <laughs> he's got Kyle's offspring. <laughs> oh, Corey and I have uh, gotten into this pattern now of watching old, um, old Survivor episodes just to be up to par when uh, when Kyle makes his appearance on the show we want to be uh, cognizant of all the terms and the the gameplay and all of that and so we've been picking random old seasons and watching them and last night it was um it was my I was watching the 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 first episode of whatever season it was whatever whatever season it was and uh, the guy came up one of the guys came up and you know how they have i talked about it the the ex-nfl player's wife they bring up their their name and it has their profession and it said pro race car driver jack man and i looked at the dude and it was ricky bobby i swear to god they put ricky bobby on survivor <laughs> <laughs> 
Gingerbread Farm says Michigan has sweetest day too. What's that? What is a sweetest? Is that someone that that indulges in sweets? Is that somebody that's um, that's uh, a bigot towards unsweet things? You're a sweetest. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's been fun watching watching the. <laughs> girlfriend day <laughs> the side chick oh gingerbread says the chick you're banging pickle pete says girlfriend day wives get vd <laughs> from sweetest day is sweetest day before valentine's day <laughs> oh no that's not good that's not good uh, but Ricky Bobby's on this episode, this season, the last season that we watched, um, they they did some shenanigans. It was it was pretty cool. Um, Corey and I were all excited. They uh, the one dude made a fake uh, immunity idol, made it, and it looked legit. It looked legit. I was I was impressed. But he gave it to somebody, and they actually played it at the the thing and they were like ah i got immunity it goes up playing they're like yeah this is fake and Corey and i were loving it but not only that the dude had the stones to do it again twice in the same season the dude made a fake idol and was able to manipulate players with it i was impressed i was definitely impressed so I don't know. Survivor's kind of growing on me, Kyle. Survivor's kind of growing on me. And the the only way to make it solidified is to have one of my friends go on the show. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Um, Yesterday, got the week five video out for uh, Amazon Influencer Program. Um, That's go, been going all right. The, the Amazon Influencer Program's been going all right. I'm still having mass issues with um, deliveries. Uh, UPS, especially USPS. I haven't really had anything come that way. But um, yeah, UPS is is um, infuriating to me at the moment. So I'm trying not to think too much about it. I... Uh, I had some stuff. I, I, I told the story on Friday about waiting for the UPS man down the road. Um, and he drove by the post office. Later that night, I got a notification that they attempted delivery at 5.58 p.m. Now, I'm not a smart man. But in this little town, I'm not sure... And in this, in this, this is a very sparsely populate, populated area that we're in. I'm trying to fathom the fact that there's two UPS delivery routes that go through this tiny little town. And it could be possible. It could be possible. It could be, it could be that there are two trucks coming from two different directions traveling at different speeds, leaving at different times, and they never intersect in the town. There could be. I do live on the road really close to the in and out of town 
where the UPS truck comes. And I see him come about the same time every day. I see him come. Um, I see him come. <laughs> Pip says, wasn't that this a math problem? Yeah. Yeah. I see him show up between, you know, 11 in the morning and, and, and leave about 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. And I'm guessing that he probably works till about 6 o'clock. Or maybe the people at the at the the sorting facility work till about six o'clock. But I can't recall in the in the year that we've well, coming up here on a year that we've been in this area. I haven't really ever recall a UPS truck in town at five thirty six o'clock in the evening. I'm curious who tried to make that delivery attempt at the post office at at five fifty eight. Or maybe, just maybe, it was on a truck at the UPS facility that didn't get delivered. And somebody went out and scanned them so that you that Amazon doesn't have to return the package because it was going to be late if it didn't get it delivered that day. I don't know. I get these crazy ideas in my head sometimes that, that maybe something isn't as it appears on the interwebs. But that tracking number that just all of a sudden had an attempted delivery at 558 right before people were getting ready to go home and it saved Amazon from issuing me a refund because it said come back on September come back on uh, come back on February 8th if it hasn't been delivered we will start to issue you a refund and all of a sudden there was a delivery attempt made i don't know <laughs> backwoods butcher says if two b if two ups trucks leave the distribution center at the same time going different directions at what time will brian get his boxes tossed around like a battered woman <laughs> hunter says whoa now careful you're getting into that conspiracy theory man it's it's bullshit like I literally, when that thing updated, I I want to stake out the post office. I want to, I want to be proved wrong. I want to have to eat my words on this show and say, no, they drove by, they drove into the post office, the the lobby was closed. They couldn't deliver it at 5.58 in the evening. I want to be sitting in that parking lot waiting for them to show up. I want to be wrong. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I have a sneaking suspicion. I have a sneaking suspicion that it's not the case <coughs> pickle pete says yep put an air tracker on the truck Corey can make a diversion um here's the the awesome thing is <laughs> the awesome thing is <laughs> uh I, I applied through Amazon uh, Creator Connections to get some tracking devices, <laughs> not AirTags. These are like high-end spy gear shit 
that uh, that you could put on your kid's car to find out where they're going. Your wife's car, if she thinks she's dicking the dicking the guy down the road, um, shit like that. If I get one, I mean, there could be a legitimate expose done with the product for uh, UPS delivery scams. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Pickle P says, "Yep, put it at." Uh, or, well, Pip says, "Brian sends a pic of UPS driver having late lunch at the Mexican place, attempted delivery." That wasn't even at six o'clock, dude. That was at like three. Jim says hi to trail cam by the post office. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle says I'm going to be dressed like a streetlight in the parking lot. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. I Like... Here's the deal. The, the, the one package, the one package I'm a little more irritated about than the other one. Actually two, the one I paid for It's stuff from Amazon that I paid for. I paid my money. It's stuff that I need to do some testing. It's stuff that I ordered intently to get it. Uh, I have some other stuff soon that I'm ordering that I want to get in time. Uh, but like the other stuff, the free stuff that's coming, the product stuff to do uh, videos. It is what it is. Like, I get it. Um, but one of them was supposed to be delivered on Tuesday. Was the first day. When they shipped it and the guy gave me the, the tracking number. It is a freebie thing. It is. I just don't want it to be lost because it was supposed to be delivered on Tuesday. Then it was Wednesday. Then it was Thursday. Now it's Monday. Uh, so we're going on over two weeks in transit because it took forever for it to get here. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter getting spiritual, asking Jesus why it's so cold outside. <laughs> I don't know if, if Jesus controls the weather or you're down in Texas. Or are you just asking I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> oh, I got a couple minutes left here. I just uh, was poking around the interwebs this morning. <laughs> Backwards Butcherman says, Hi, my name's Brian. I hate kids at festivals and when free shit doesn't get here on time. Yeah. Like the free shit, I don't care. Like I do care, but um, <laughs> and not, I'm not as concerned if it gets lost. Uh, it's kind of shitty if I have to go back to a vendor and be like, "Hey, I can't do your content because they never delivered the shit." Uh, that kind of is awkward and sucks. But uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, bopping around the interwebs this morning. I saw one thing I'm going to hit before we take off here today. Australia has passed a, or it will be passing. It's kind of moving through their, their, um, their form of government, but, uh, pretty assured to pass a right to disconnect law. And I'm like, what, what do we got going on here? There wasn't any context. It was just kind of a trending headline. And I was curious if it was like um, they're passing a law that you can disconnect from your power company. You can go off grid because that's been a hot topic at some points. Um, 
hot topic at different points. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I clicked on it. They're actually passing a law in Australia that um, you can ignore unreasonable calls from your employer after business hours. Is this a thing where we have to pass a law for people to just not answer their phone? I'm not saying that I wasn't uh, I wasn't willing to answer the phone for the for the majority of the time I was employed at other places, but um, there was a point where I just said no. I turned it off. Um, I think I think people have gotten into the position. Pip says, simple fix, don't answer or find a different job. I think we've gotten into a position where people are so leveraged. People are so leveraged that they feel like they have no other choice. Um, so Australia is passing this law. They are currently, I think, fourth in... Um, fourth in the world in work-life balance statistics. Work-life balance. I think they were fourth or this would move them up to fourth. But the interesting part is the article was like, and guess where the United States is in work-life balance. Hit me in the comments. If you um, hit me in the comments, if you can guess where globally by um, what the hell was the magazine? Remote Magazine. Remote Magazine did a listing of the top countries for work-life balance. It was like Spain and France and Australia's jumping up with this new, um, heading back to this new, um, this new thing. Gingerbread says 75, 50, uh, 230, Hunter says 237. <laughs> 53 guys, 53, 53rd ranked country in the world on work-life balance. We're supposed to be the richest nation in the world. We're supposed to be the most prosperous nation in the world. And for some reason, we just do it. We have to work. <laughs> That's why, I guess. Pickle P says balance is for the week, all in or all out. Yeah. When you can think for yourself, when you do something that is worth being all in, I think that's probably the key. Pip says indoctrination worth ethics. Yeah. Jim says, I don't believe anybody's numbers anymore. Gordon, John Palmer, thanks for swinging in. Um, yeah. I think, I think we've been led down a path. And it, it it's been on my show notes before, and I've never really gotten to it. But the the why are we so fucking busy as Americans? And I don't know in other countries because I don't live there. But as Americans, why are we so busy with work and with other things too? Why is there an incessant need to be 
absolutely hair on fire running around all the time. And maybe I'll explore that some more some other day. But I think that goes a lot into... Um... Rachel says hustle culture. I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think hustle culture is... Um... I think hustle culture is more of a get out of it. A means to an end. At least for me. At least for me. Ginger Prep Farm says taxes. We only keep a third of what we make. Jim says it's all about the almighty dollar. Rewilder Life says we do it to kids and it's very bad. That's where I was going with it. It starts. It starts when they're they're uh crotch goblins and they're running around carpet draggers or whatever the uh, carpet monkeys or i don't know what they call the kids like where they run all uh scooting around and from day one you got them in 18 activities three per night plus their homework plus 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 that becomes natural state of mind for a kid shifts them right into the workplace Shifts them right into being busy. It keeps them distracted. It keeps them tired. It keeps them unmotivated. To keep up with the Joneses, to make money, to buy more shit, to keep the fucking machine running. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um... Hunter says, as a man, I'm useless if I'm not producing. Producing what, though? That's the question. Mm -mm -mm. Checking the comments here for get out of here. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Backwards Butcher says carpet munchers is a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys. Anyway, guys. Um, if you uh, if you have some time after, you might want to hop over to uh, the Food Food Forest Farms Food Forest Farms uh, we, uh, YouTube channel. He's going to be rolling with a show right after mine. Drive time, uh, wake and bake, and talk about the news. Is from what I understand. Is what I understand. Um, man, uh, it's Monday. It's Monday. Let's roll into the week. I'm hoping this week is a little smoother than last week, where I don't have to make two trips down to do my weekly chores. And I get four full days of work. That would be fantastic. Other than that, I appreciate all you guys listening. And if you enjoyed the show, it is always free to hit that like, share, and subscribe. Please share it with someone that you think would have fun coming on, hanging out in the morning, having a cup of coffee, and a few laughs, and eh, some serious conversations too. But to return value for value, please consider joining one of those YouTube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like podverse or fountain.fm stream them sats baby stream them sats we hit forty-eight thousand on bitcoin this weekend with the chinese new year just hovering a little bit under that but man scrambling has that prediction of 100k by the having only two months to go only two months to go i hope he's right i don't know if he will we will see in a couple months Visit thelotsproject.com to find more information or find all my links. Check out Scrambling over there on his channel for that wake and bake on the left coast. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You have a good day. You have a good start to your week. Make it through, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.
Jesus. 